from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine this evening broke from his long pattern of afternoon press conferences to warn Ohioans not to give up the fight against COVID-19. DeWine opened his address by assuring Ohioans he would not be issuing new health orders today, but warned that Ohio's rise in coronavirus cases shows the same trends that Florida and Arizona saw before their case numbers exploded. This worrisome, disturbing reversal of our progress should be a jarring reminder of just how quickly our fate can change. DeWine said that Ohio must wear masks, practice social distancing, and take other sometimes uncomfortable steps now to ensure Ohio doesn't have to reinstate broad stay-at-home orders like those used in March, April, and May. Ohio has seen temperatures over 90 degrees for 17 days so far this year, with 12 of them since June 29th. ONN meteorologist Ashley Barrissey says there are more hot days expected across the Buckeye State this week. According to the Climate Prediction Center, Ohio has about a 40% chance of having above average temperatures through September. So why has it been so hot? Recently, it has to do with the ridging in the jet stream, allowing warmth from the south to push farther north. Scientifically, summers are getting hotter. According to research done by Climate Central, in the past 50 years, Columbus, Ohio has had an increase in average summer temperatures of 3.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Ohio Health ER physician Dr. Ryan Squire advises how to avoid getting sick from the extreme heat. With regard to heat, the different heat illnesses we see, including heat stroke, um, most people in that situation will lose more free water in their body and they will lose some of the electrolytes. And so the biggest thing is staying hydrated with good old H2O. So with that said, we focus a lot on the afternoon high temperatures, but realistically warm summer nights make it difficult for the earth to recover from extreme daytime heat. I'm Ashley Barrissey. In Cleveland, Cuyahoga County's leader is trying to get people to comply with a mandate to wear a mask when in public. Andrew Horansky has the story. Cuyahoga County Executive Armin Butish was clear to just wear a darn mask. Adding, if you don't, it's a second-degree misdemeanor enforceable by police. Punishable by up to 90 days in jail and a $750 fine. Cuyahoga County sits at level three, or red, for COVID-19. Hospital admissions are going up. Things are getting worse. We've got real trouble. And so do 11 other counties, which are also red and required to now wear masks. I'm Major Horansky, 3 News. A vote has been delayed by Toledo City Council that would give police civilian review board subpoena power and expand body camera usage. More from Emma Henderson. Julian Mack has been protesting to see police reform for years and has been very busy since the death of George Floyd on that quest. I've seen the support for this grow and grow and grow. There's no reason for subpoena power to continue to be postponed. He's worried that the cloud of attention around the four council members indicted for bribery and extortion is distracting from the cause. He's one of three dozen people selected for a new committee that's supposed to look into police reform. Emma Henderson in Toledo. A group of teenagers who got together for a 4th of July party in eastern Ohio tested positive for COVID-19, but health officials are encountering some issues as they investigate. Yolanda Harris reports. Health experts say they're struggling to get a handle on the situation because some patients aren't complying with contact tracing. This is happening in Dover, Ohio. That's in Tuscarawas County. The governor and health experts warn the state's recent spike in cases is partly due to citizens not following social distancing guidelines. I'm Yolanda Harris. 
The Ohio State University announced yesterday that voluntary workouts could resume today. Dom DeBerry has the latest. It was last week that the university shut those workouts down after the latest round of COVID-19 testing. They would not say how many athletes tested positive, though. But after the newest round of testing, the workouts are now back on. There are a total of seven sports taking part in these voluntary workouts, including football. Going forward, the athletes will continue to be routinely tested, plus strict protocols are in place like physical distancing, masks, hygiene, and cleaning procedures. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. And a South Korean company's U.S. subsidiary has withdrawn from a partnership with a subsidiary of a Thailand-based company to build a multi-billion dollar petrochemical plant in southeastern Ohio. PTT Global Chemical America issued a statement early yesterday saying the proposed project in Belmont County remains a top priority and that PTT is seeking a new partner after the withdrawal of Daylim Chemical USA. A joint statement from the subsidiaries cited the COVID-19 pandemic and oil price volatility for or yet another delay in announcing whether the plant along the Ohio River would be built. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.